Hi, this is Tom Compton. You're listening to WHTT Speaks Out. Each week, Chuck Carlson and members of We Hold These Truths look into events that are, for the most part, ignored or overlooked by the mainstream media. And we analyze these events. Ready, set, let the sparks fly. In today's WHTT Speaks Out, we're going to be talking about an upcoming vigil. And as we've reported previously many times, one of the first things we do before doing a vigil is sending a letter out to the pastor. And this church, particular church, will be our second time there. It's another Kufi event. It's a Kufi night to honor Israel. And the church is Trinity Life Center in Sacramento. And this letter that Chuck has written, we're going to be sending out early. The, the event is going to be September 29th, but by getting it out several weeks in advance, the idea here is, yes, we hope that the pastor will read the letter and particularly the staff. That, that's part of our goal is to, to get the staff aware of this, and it's more than likely that they're not going to change their position, but the real reason is that we want to send this out to as many churches in the area and throughout California because we know we are getting support from some of the mainline churches and we've talked about that and this letter will cover some of that again. So the idea, of course, is there are people that are concerned about what the United States is doing vis-a-vis Israel and the control uh, the lobbying effect that Israel has on us and Christian Zionism's undying support, religious zealous support for the state of Israel to the point that nothing will change their minds. But as we've pointed out in previous shows, there are people that do get out of Christian Zionism. And here at We Hold These Truths, we've had some changes ourselves. It's taken many years in case of, of, of some of us, but eventually the truth will come out. So, Leslie, I'm going to have you read this entitled, We Will Hold a Vigil for Life and Peace in Front of Your Church. Posted by Charles E. Carlson, August 9, 2013. Dear Pastor Daniel and many other pastors, please share. A Vigil for Life and Peace in Front of Your Church, September 29, 2013. Project Straightgate will conduct a vigil at your church on September 29, 2013 during the hours that you host John Hagee's Night to Honor Israel. In accordance with the instruction of Jesus' words and your obligation to shepherd your congregation, please cancel this program. We ask you to tell those who listen to you that you have seen the truth and changed your position that Night to Honor Israel is a racist, anti-life program that will only foster more death and agony of spirit for many, including Jesus Christ himself. He is for peace, not war, which can never be said of Christians united for Israel. Israel is a state that borrowed its name from the Bible in order to sway your sympathy. Your name, Pastor Abe, was borrowed from the same book. Does that make you holy? 
John Hagee has called for war against Muslims in Iraq, Iran, Lebanon, and Syria. What would Jesus say? In what we believe, Trinity Life Center claims the Bible is, quote, inspired, infallible, and the authoritative words of God, unquote. Do you really believe that? Jesus said, quote, blessed are the peacemakers, unquote. Quote, for as much as you have done it, both kindness and evil, to the least of my brothers, you have done it unto me, unquote. And, quote, love your brother as you love yourself. Love even your enemy, unquote. Christians United for Israel was spawned by the State of Israel in July 1991, right after Operation Desert Storm, to gain Christian support for its occupation of Palestine. One of Israel's political propaganda front organizations, Unity Coalition for Israel, spun off the activist organization Christians United for Israel to be run by San Antonio pastor John Hagee. It is a political group, not a Christian one. It serves Israel, not Christ. Art Preisinger, a Lutheran minister associated with the Institute for the Study of Christian Zionism, attended a night to honor Israel at Hagee's Cornerstone Church in San Antonio and had this to say, quote, from dramatic processions to keynote addresses, from offerings taken and offerings given, there was not a shred, a trace, a scintilla of Christianity in the proceedings. It could well have been sponsored by the PTA or the Rotary Club, unquote. Our 32-minute video entitled Christian Zionism, the Tragedy and the Turning is free on Vimeo to anyone who will watch it. It contains a visual witness of Israel's bombing raids on the Palestinians photographed from a rooftop in downtown Gaza City by this writer. You will hear my agonized narration as bombs fell and ambulance sirens screamed. They carried four dead and 39 wounded civilian Philistines out of their historic Gaza City in front of my eyes. Tragedy in Turning also explains how the meanings of Bible texts were manufactured and distorted in the footnotes of Schofield Reference Bible and Bibles that have followed it. These distortions have been used to support the preposterous claim that today's political Israel owns the land where Abraham is believed to have lived 3,000 years ago. The Turning is the growing movement against Zionism in churches worldwide. We are asking your church to be part of the turning instead of the tragedy of supporting Israel's occupation and wars against their neighbors. Pastor Daniel, you know about people of Gaza from the Bible, do you not? Some may have blood in their veins from ancient Philistines who settled Gaza Remember David's conquest of Goliath, the Philistine, and Delilah's 
seductions of the Israelite superman Samson, who died in Gaza trying to kill Philistines? Why do you claim the Israelis are the heirs to David, but deny that the Philistines have a right to life regardless of who their ancestors were? Do you deny that German and Japanese children have a right to live today no matter who their ancestors were? Do you really believe the present state of Israel is entitled to force Philistines out of their historic land? Because the book of Genesis says, God gave some undefined piece of land to a man named Abraham 3,000 years ago. With this logic, you too could claim a piece of Bethlehem because your parents named you Abraham. Pastor Daniel, do you know about the growing movement within mainline churches against the use of Jesus' name to promote cruel acts of occupation? You will not learn the truth from Hagee's imported Zionist witnesses. Mainline churches have too long ignored Christian Zionism as a fat offshoot of the evangelical movement, but now many are awakening. Among the first to speak out was the National Council of Churches in a bulletin entitled, Why We Should Be Concerned About Christian Zionism. In November 2012, 15 mainline church denominations joined the call to stop military aid to Israel because the aid led to the deaths of Palestinian children. The list included leaders from Evangelical Lutherans, ELCA, United Methodists, Presbyterians, PCUSA, the United Church of Christ, and others. They wrote to Congress of the abuses of the Palestinians by Israel and the sorry role played by Christian Zionists. The signatories asked politicians to investigate why U.S. taxpayer dollars are being given to Israel knowing they are used for occupation and war. Pastor, Are you aware that in May 2013, the Church of Scotland joined those in protest of Israel's occupation of the Palestinians' land and Christian Zionist influence, stating that, quote, the Bible gives no country the right to any piece of land, unquote. Israel is the only country to make the outrageous claim that God gave him land owned and occupied by someone else. When will you join this mainline minority in calling for peace and justice? Christian churches in your community should make reclaiming Christian Zionist neighbors a mission priority. Yours is the largest apostate group in America. Your church and hundreds more who have hosted Christians United for Israel, have not only ignored evil in government, you have joined it. In your rush to show love for political Israel, you have failed to show any love for Arab life, Muslim children, or Bedouin neighbors. You even fail to love the Christian 
Philistines inside the Israeli Gulag. This author is a former Baptist deacon who saw war for what it is during Operation Desert Storm. I am praying for you to show your respect for Jesus' words by canceling the night to honor Israel. If not, we will see you outside Trinity Life Center on Sunday, September 29, 2013. We will be located on public right-of-ways near your church, ready to answer questions from all who wonder. We will be respectful of your rights and the local laws, but not in respect of your abuse of Jesus' words. Toward the straight gate, Charles E. Carlson. All right, thank you, Leslie, and thank you, Chuck. Once again, that was just a very, very excellent letter, and we've had a little bit of victory that we talked about in a previous broadcast where at the first time at this church back in July, I think it was, why we had a Methodist minister join us, individual. So this is what we're hoping to be able to accomplish here, to bring in more people, more Christians, mainline Christians, any Christian that's looking for truth and justice and standing up for what Jesus has taught us to join in to expose these religious dogmas that are so held so tightly that they literally turn their backs on Jesus. And wake up the church. And wake up the church and all the people inside because most of the people in the side of the church don't even know what's going on. And as our good friend Craig Hansen has said, many of them become, after they go to Israel on these uh, propaganda tours, they become even more dedicated Christian Zionists because they've had the wolves pulled over their eyes when they go there, particularly on these Israeli state tours. And so that's the remarkable thing is that we're trying to open the eyes, and this certainly is not a an easy task to do. We also wrote a piece called Christian Zionism, the world's most urgent mission field, which, of course, we want, we refer people to that, that piece. And it goes further with this idea that the best mission field in the world is not uh, in the Congo, 12,000 miles from your house. It's right down the street, around the corner in the big, huge structure that's conducting Christian Zionist-style services every Sunday and three or four other days a week uh, right in our neighborhoods. These are the mission field that we really need to go to. We need to, we need to let the people in these churches know that somebody thinks that what they are doing and being taught is just plain wrong, and we need to find a way to uh, let them know what it is that we think they are doing that's so wrong, and this is called evangelism, and it's what we think the sleepy church down the street should be doing once they realize that Christian Zionism is a occult activity that is financing death in many places in the Middle East. Now, that's not that this isn't a formidable task. Uh, there is no bigger task today, I don't think, than to try to overcome Christian Zionism are because it has such a stranglehold and is, has such incredible support from the media and is believed by so many people. As we've talked about in the past, 
there's varying degrees. Obviously, John Hagee is at the extreme end of Christian Zionism, and folks that host these Christians United for Israel event, and there's literally, as Chuck's mentioned in the letter, there's been literally hundreds of these in the past six or seven years since the formation of Christians United for Israel. And many of these churches have actually had multiple events. In this case, this Trinity Life Center, we know this is their second one this year, just in a matter of a few months. And so these are the real diehards, but you have a lot of churches where it's sort of subterranean. Christian Zionism is there. It's kind of under the surface. You may not see it from the, the pulpit, like in my church, large evangelical church, but you'll see it in the some of the classes from some of the teachers and so forth. So it's there. It believes that the modern state of Israel is a fulfillment of biblical prophecy is is a layer that's that permeates many, many, many Christian churches and even some of the mainline ones too, and you know, the ones we don't think there would be. So because of the influence of the the Israeli lobby, our government just the selling of our wars. We Christians have, as we've talked about, have supported these wars. We've had a broadcast about Romans 13, where you're supposed to follow the, the leaders that God has given us. But we know that when these leaders violate God's laws and principles, then we need to challenge them, just as Bonhoeffer in Germany challenged Adolf Hitler. He was a, a Christian. So here in the United States, we've been so used to supporting these wars that we think it's unpatriotic not to support them. And it's a big task, but the truth is there, and we know that people do find the truth if they're looking for it. And so that's the reason, I guess, why we do this. Leslie? My little slogan is, do your homework, please. <laughs> well, that's right. <laughs> and do some thinking. And we, we know that the... Or rethinking. <laughs> rethinking. But we know our TV has actually helped dumb down America because we think of things in sound bites. And it's very hard to convince somebody in less than 30 seconds you know, they're on to something else. If you'll notice even commercials today, you get, I don't know how many uh, images per second. You know, in the last 30 years, they've got to have more images, you know, so there's more stimulation for your brain and so forth. So it's been a, a very gradual conditioning process that we've experienced here. So it is, there are people coming out of this because they are thinking for themselves. And we thank Chuck for his leadership in seeing this, being able to see the big picture, and I think having the honesty to say, hey, we were once deceived also. And that's the real sign to me of a follower of Christ or anyone that's looking for truth is to admit that, hey, maybe I was wrong on these things and I need to to uh, reevaluate and look at these things, particularly what's happening as we see it in Israel and what's being done to the Palestinians. Amen. I saw uh, We Hold These Truths when I was younger as sort of an oasis or a haven 
for these thoughts that we we um, are bringing to people's attention now. There's so little uh, support for this, but we need to, to keep going. Uh, you know, we, we like to ask our listeners who reached us to copy this letter uh, and to uh, distribute it to people who you know and just ask them what they think of it, especially to church leaders. If you have a church leader and you just, just simply tell them that someone sent this to you, it makes sense to you, and you wonder what how your pastor would respond to it, we'd like to have you do that or send it or give it or forward it, just forward the email to other pastors you know in your community. Make a list and just forward it to the pastor. You can get their, usually get their email address off their website. And if you make a project of picking out three, let's say three large churches in your community, find out who the pastors are from their websites, put them on a little list and forward our letter to them, with a little request that you're searching for a church or that you you go there or whatever the situation is and ask them to respond to this letter, it would be something that you can do. We'd also like to suggest a few symptoms that you can keep in mind for judging your own church or judging the church in your neighborhood that you're wondering about. Are they a Christian Zionist church or not? The biggest and most obvious symptom, of course, the simple question is the one Tom raised, does a a person or a church teach that the present-day political state of Israel is a holy thing created by God? Is it prophesied in Scripture and therefore a part of God's plan? If they say that it is, then this is a very strong indication that will turn out to be a Christian Zionist church. In fact, it's almost foolproof. Another one, more subtle perhaps, symptom is the question, is is Jesus here now? Tom mentioned Eric Bonhoeffer, the Lutheran in the time of Hitler, who felt that he had to be moved. He couldn't wait until the war was over. He had to be moved to confront the powers that be with his opinions and thoughts and to challenge them. He therefore believed that he was responsible for the world he lived in, that the kingdom was upon him, and he needed to act like he was part of God's kingdom even where evil was all around him. This is a, a very valid question. Do you think that we are living in in God's kingdom now? Is Jesus here with us? Or are we uh, marking time, marching, clicking heels, and saluting, going to church and giving money, and then waiting patiently for his kingdom to come and sell in future generation or some future time? And finally, the most obvious one, anytime you hear a church congregation that indicates a fear or a hatred for another group, especially if it's a religious group such as Islam, for Muslims in general. Uh, If you see that reflection, which John Hagee is very hot in front about that, he wants war against those people, thinks that we're destined to fight with them and we should get it over with. Uh, Whenever you hear that or see that in a church that you're involved in, those are almost sure signs, symptoms of Christian Zionism having a strong influence in that person. So think about those things and ask those questions and uh, see what uh, see what people say and help out by giving wings to our little paper here, which we work so hard on. Great. Well, thank you so much, Chuck, for uh, once again a yeoman's effort here on this letter. And we urge people that this letter be given wings, as you just said. Tom, do you have? Uh, can you give a guess of how many people we 
are going to how many leaders we're going to send this to? In, I don't know, Chuck. I'm going to be building a, a list of people, but we know that just in the last incidents where we had people that we didn't know came to assist us at the vigil at the same church back in July. And so right. the idea, of course, is getting the word out, doing it as tastefully as, as possible to influence people and passing the word on. We know that people that eventually will listen to this, the event may actually have passed. But this letter contains really all you need to do if you want to do something at your own church or at a church in your area. That's how our friend Craig Hansen in the Bay Area uh, got interested in it. He came to us. And we now have a page where you can actually order signs on our website and uh, you know to do your own vigils. But it, it may just be as easy as Chuck said just to confront people, hand them, uh, or even the simple question, who would Jesus bomb as a conversation starter? <laughs> There's all many kinds of ways to do it. Yeah. So I think that will wind our presentation for today. Thanks for listening. Be sure to tell a friend about our podcast. And please visit our website, whtt.org. You will find a wealth of information and resources like the latest Pharisee Watch and unheralded news articles. Also, you can order our new video, Christian Zionism, The Tragedy and the Turning, Part 1. Even though this video is copyrighted, we don't mind if you copy it as long as you copy all of it. Then you can educate your friends and acquaintances about the dangers of Christian Zionism. Start small, think big, and press on toward the straight gate.